This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll You know, all of the great Rebbies, they all had their little special way of serving Hashem. And there were some great Rebbies like the Aptarav, who was called the Ohev Yisrael, the lover of the Jewish people. And of course, Reb Levi Yitzchak who was the defender of every Jew. And even though we have many words of Torah from the Aptarav and the Berdichever, there was one Rebbe, Reb David of Lelov, who said very little, because instead of speaking, his actions told the whole story. Before Reb David Lelover became a Rebbe, he was mamish, a beggar, a little schlepper, sitting all day in shul in Lublin. And in those days, there was no postal service. So if you wanted to get a letter to someone, you had to find someone you could trust and give them the letter and hope that they'll actually give it to the person that you needed it to go to. So one day, a big rabbi, who happened to be a masnagid, a person who opposed the Hasidim, he came into the shul in Lublin, where Reb David Lelover was learning. And he said in a loud voice, I'm sorry to bother you, everyone, but this is very important. I have to get a letter off to Piedrkov right away. Can anyone here take it for me? Now, Piedrkov was on the main road between Lelov and Lublin. Sir Reb David, he jumped up right away and he said to the great rabbi, You know, I just happened to be going home to Lelov tomorrow, and I'd be happy to take the letter for you. Now, the great rabbi, he looks at Reb David Lelover. David's clothes are torn. He's dirty. The rabbi thinks to himself, there's no way that I can trust the schlepper with my letter. And he started to say, thanks, but no thanks. And then the rabbi stopped himself, because no one else in the whole Beit Midrash was offering to help him, and it was very important to send the letter back home. So he decided to take a chance with Reb David. And then he said to Reb David, listen, if you take this letter and deliver it, you'll be doing me a great favor. You see, I'm the rabbi of Piedrkov, and I was supposed to leave for home today. But I've been delayed, and my wife will be worried if I don't get back on schedule. So it's very important that you get this letter to her. And Reb David, he took the letter, and he told the rabbi, You have nothing to worry about. I'll take care of it for you. Now this great rabbi had ten children. And sadly enough, his oldest daughter, who at the time was seventeen years old, was born paralyzed from the waist down. And in those days, only rich people could afford things like wheelchairs or crutches. If you were poor, and chas v'shalom, you couldn't walk, you were mamish out of luck. There was nothing for you to do. So this poor girl, she spent most of her time lying in bed. And the great rabbi, he was delayed for a long time in Lublin. And finally, four weeks after he had sent the letter, he came back home. And when he opened the door to his home, he could not believe his eyes. His paralyzed daughter was standing in the middle of the room. And when she saw her father come in, she ran to greet him jumping into his arms. My sweetest girl! The rabbi was crying as he gave her a big hug. What a miracle to see you like this! I don't understand. What happened? You have to tell me everything. The daughter had a big smile on her face. She said, I really don't know what happened. All I know is that around a month ago, late at night, someone knocked on our door. And mother opened the door. And it was a little schlepper, a beggar, dirty, with torn clothes. 
and he had a letter from you. And the strangest thing was, even though he was so dirty and ragged, he had a beautiful light shining out of him. And all the kids were so excited that we had a visitor. Everyone ran to see who had come. Everyone, of course, except for me. Because as usual, I was laying in my bed. The beggar was a little surprised to see so many children. He started counting heads. One, two, three. Finally, he reaches nine. And he says, nine children. Then little Yossi, he says, no, we're ten children. There's ten of us. But the beggar said, but I only see nine. Where's the tenth? And everyone pointed to the room where I was lying down. Now I had been listening to the whole conversation, but there was nothing I could do. So I tried to stretch my neck out so the beggar could see me. And he immediately came to my room and stood next to my bed. He looked down at me and there was such kindness in his eyes and a light coming out of his heart. And he said to me, I bless you to be healthy. And just like that, he left. That's all your messenger said. But Gewalt, the moment he gave me his blessing, suddenly started to feel something in my toes. I couldn't understand it. And then a day later, it went up my legs until I could start moving my feet and I could move my legs. And eventually I was able to get out of bed and I couldn't help myself. I just started dancing and I've been dancing ever since. And that's all thanks to that beggar that you sent to our house to deliver that letter. So you see, my sweetest friends, when a person gives love from the deepest depths of his heart, That person can work miracles. And when a person understands the holiness of words, when that person only speaks the truth, then everything that person says comes true. Here's one more short story for you. During the mystical third meal, Sudash Lishit, and the Holy Shabbos, it was the custom of the Rebbe, Reb Chaim of Sanz, to quietly share some of his rare Torah insights with his Hasidim, and then to sing Nagunim, to sing Hasidic melodies, as the sun was setting and Shabbos was leaving. And since, as everybody knows, Sudash Lishit, the third meal on Shabbos, is like the Ne'ila of Shabbos. But you know, Ne'ila is the fifth prayer that's said on Yom Kippur, and it's the highest, highest prayer of the whole year. And just like Ne'ila is the highest point of Yom Kippur, the third meal on Shabbos is the highest point of Shabbos. And so the sons of Rebbe, after sharing the Divrei Torah and Nagunim, would just sit there in a deep meditation while his soul roamed free in a higher, more spiritual realm. And when he would come out of this meditation of Dveikis, of completely being attached to Hashem, he would pensively sing one of his favorite Zmiros, Kel Mestater, God who conceals himself. And it once happened when they were singing that melody, he started to cough, started with a little cough. (coughs) Then it got worse and worse. (coughs) And he tried to continue singing, but he couldn't. The cough kept stopping him from singing. Eventually, his son, Reb he jumped up, got a cup of tea for his father, and brought it to his father, the Rebbe, and he said, Please, Tati, you have to drink something. And Reb Chaim of Sanz, he looks at his son, he said, What do you expect me to do with this cup of tea? I'm in the spiritual realm of Atsilas, and you know that when somebody's in this level, you don't drink tea. And the son's a Rebbe's son, Reb he said, Tati, I know. 
that when you're on the spiritual level of Atsilas, you don't drink tea. But I also know that when you're on the spiritual level of Atsilas, one doesn't cough either. So here, Tati, drink up. And the Rebbe took the cup of tea from his son and drank the whole cup. Thank you so much for listening to these stories. If you know somebody who still hasn't heard of the Hasidic Story Project, you know what they're missing out on. Please make sure to share a link with them, either from the website, HasidicStory.com, or from wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And of course, make sure to leave us a review and five stars. It makes a big difference in the charts and more people will see the podcast and be able to listen to it. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to sharing our next story together.